When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast La 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 Inner Wealth Podcast You know what day it is Inner Wealth Podcast Meditate and give So manifest the greater this And things all good Cause I say it is Investing in inner wealth Real generational wealth Is mental health it's an inside game, no toxicity. Let's talk and more listening. Ladies and gentlemen, and now introducing David McCullough, founder of Inception, the first mental health gym. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. La 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 la. Inner wealth podcast. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Inner Wealth Podcast. Got a special guest in the building. Bryce the third. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, everybody? How y'all feeling? What up, though, man? I'm good, man. Good. I'm good. I'm good. How's your energy? How's my energy? Yeah. My energy is it's powerful. Okay. It's creative. Yeah. It's waiting for that spring to pop up. Because mm. I feel it. You feel it? <laughs> yeah. You getting a little taste of it? Kinda, kinda. We got a little we got like ten inches of snow and then yeah. I'm talking about spring, right? Yeah, now, right. but yeah. that sun. Yeah, the sun is beautiful. I get my, I get a lot of my power from the sun. The sun, the sun is is our life force. So, yeah. uh, what I want to uh, start off with talking to you about, okay? Because I listened to you on uh, Breaking the Machine podcast mm-hmm. with with my guys Ahmad and Spank. Yeah. And one thing that just kept coming up when I listened to you was intention. Mm. And intention is very powerful, specifically for me because I I I, I learned about intention probably when I was about twenty four. Okay. And I learned that from Dr. Wayne Dyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he had a book called The Power of Intention. So Legendary. I'm gonna dedicate that that whole title of this episode called The Power of Intention. That's appropriate. Yeah. So I'm a I got some cards here. That I had these cards when I was working at this company company back in two thousand four or five. And people used to always come to me and they used to say, Can I can I pull a card? Mm. Is is I wasn't a tarot card reader or anything like that. It's just it was a stressful job. Mm. And so I will always come in with the the positivity, 
You know, I come because I listen to things like Anthony Robbins mm-hmm. and, uh, like I said, the Wayne Dyers and the Deepak Chopra. So how I perceive things, even though we were in a stressful environment yeah. and sales environment, I still try to go in and, and try to create my reality with that. Mm-hmm. And so that that came that whole idea of creating the reality came after I watched a a movie called What the Bleep Do We Know? What the Bleep Do We Know? So you know about that, right? <laughs> I'm hit. You're hip. Yeah. So we watched that. I watched that movie and then the breadcrumbs come later. Okay. And I got your book here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh the handbook, a pocket guide for creating your desired reality and being a good human while you're at it. And all yeah. that I resonate with all of that. Yeah. That's that's like that's who I am. Okay. You know, so I resonate with that. And then I open this this uh the book up and the praise and it starts listing off names like Stephen Covey. Love Stephen Covey. Mm-hmm. First of all, uh Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is one of the most sold books ever. Oh word. It's like it was like second next to the Bible. That's wild. Yeah. That's but wild. all those principles are all spiritual principles. It just it can it comes off as like Kind of corporate but it's not. Yeah. It's just principles. So I want to talk to you about power of intention, but I also want to, you know, talk about, um, again, you just you blend so many concepts together like like myself. So I already know we're going to have a good conversation. Oh, so yeah. I want you to just pick a card. And once okay. you pick a card, I'm going to have you read the card and let's just talk about it. Yeah, let's do so it. So you, you, you pick a card. Let's do it. Hmm, picking a card. Let's see. All right, I got one. All right. Do I read it? Yeah. Okay. Read the back of it first. What what whatever the back is. Which is the back? That's the back. That's it's the back. Book. Okay. It's like it's like see the beauty in everything. See how you pick that, man. All right, go ahead. And then it says, as you awaken to your divine nature, you'll begin to appreciate beauty in everything you see, touch, and experience. Hmm. That's that's huge. That's huge. That's deep. I think in my own personal experience, and you and you talking about. Like intention and like in this season of my life, like intention is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, even being in this room with you right now and being an author, like this all started from me beginning a life of intentionality mm-hmm. and beginning to live on purpose versus what it is that I was handed. You know, and everything with me started with music and I still do music. I, I, I'm a great musician and I'm also not limited to that. Mm-hmm. You know, so everything is just continued to expand. And when we're talking about perception, the the expansion of our perception expands our world because the world ends and begins with us. Mm-hmm. If I live in a world, so this is, and I was just telling my daughter this the other night because she was, she has uh, this talent show that she got going on in school and she's like, dad, like I'm, like, I'm anxious about this talent show. I'm kind of scared about it. And, you know, I told her, like, well, uh, when it comes to fear, we can feed into that. I, I feel fear every time I hit a stage. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I perform like crazy. And I feel fear every time I hit a stage, every time I'm going to do a talk, every time I'm going to go up and, and perform. And But I, I move anyway in, mm-hmm. in, in the face of that fear. And then I become the person who cultivates the strength that allows me to move opposite of what the fear tells me to do, right? But also... The people who can't live, the people who feel like everybody is judging them, the people who feel like they get on stage and everybody's going to laugh if they mess up are the people that judge other people. And this is because we live in a world of which we perceive. So if I make fun of people, if I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and I get off by making, like, why, why her hair like that? Why her mm-hmm. shoes like that? Why she wearing them clothes like that? Why he, he ain't got no money? Woo, woo, woo. If I live like that, I can't live. I can't live fully expressed mm. because I live in a world where people judge people because I'm judging people. 
You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when it says, see the beauty in everything, as you awaken to your divine nature, you'll begin to appreciate beauty in everything you see, touch, and experience. Is because divinity is wholeness. Mm. So if I see out of the lens of wholeness, then everything I receive will be whole. And there's nothing but beauty and just being okay and just being allowed to be who it is that I am, however it is that I present myself to be. With no no looking, no thinking that judgment is happening or nothing, nothing opposite to what it is of my expression, but like I can just be. Like yeah. that's peace. Doesn't that sound like peace? That is peace. So when, what took you uh, down that rabbit hole to be able to even understand this card? Because a lot of people I can have this card to and they may not even be in, had that a level of awareness from themselves hmm. to see the beauty. Because we talked, I heard you talk about duality. Yeah. And it's like, it's mm. all necessary, right? Yeah. So the beauty in everything is, the Bible talks about what is life without pain. Mm. You know? Like, you, we literally go to, you've been to Cedar Point. Yeah, been to Cedar Point, yeah. They, they got a point with the, the roller coasters where you go up. Uh-huh. And then up ain't the fun part. Mm. What's the fun part? Down. And mm. around and left and right. Yeah. Right? If you came here, now let's go back to, to Nintendo games. <laughs> Contra. We used to play Contra back in the day, and we used to have the Contra code get 30 lives. Yeah. Right? I don't know who beat the game without the Contra code. Yeah. But at the same time, if you play if you play a video game and you put the, the cheat code on, mm -hmm. it, it's not fun. Yeah. It's, it's no longer fun. Yeah. Because you know you can't die. You, there's no thrill to it. You ever seen this movie called Bliss? Bliss. Just came out on it came out on Amazon like last year. Nah. It's with Salma Hayek and um what is the guy's name? Luke uh Luke Wilson. Okay. Yeah. And is so that Owen, Owen Wilson. Owen brothers? Wilson. Yeah. Is it Owen Wilson or Luke Wilson? I think Wilson? it's Owen Wilson. They're brothers. Owen yeah. Wilson is the more popular one, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's Owen Wilson okay. and Salma Hayek. Yeah. And so in the movie, and spoiler alert. In the movie, basically... Wait a minute. Should I see the movie? Should you, you should, should but I'm, 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 I'm not going to give you the full spoilers. <laughs> I ain't going to do you dirty like okay, that. All right. I'm, I'm going to let you... But the whole concept is, am I living... It, the reality I'm living in, is it real or is it fake? Hmm. And what, what you have to come to understand is that even a reality that you live in, if it's bad things in it, those, are, those are, can be catalysts. Right. For your whole experience in your life. If everything was good, it wouldn't be worth living. If everything was bad, it wouldn't be worth living. They're, they're both uh, they both synergistically work together. So when did you come to that realization that everything that you saw was working for your good in some way? Uh, man, there's a lot. There's a lot there. Um, yeah. I think the biggest thing because good and bad and realities. So there's this thing where it's like there's eight billion people on the planet. And so there's 8 billion different like realities, right? So there's actualities where like I can come, somebody can come, somebody can come and pick up a card from this deck, mm -hmm. from this deck, right? And you can live in the reality of like, oh, you know, my whole life I've had to fight for everything I've had. Like my whole life I've had to like make sure nobody took anything from me, right? Like so you can see the action of the person taking a card from the deck as, oh, this person's trying to take from me. Whereas like me, I can live in a reality of like, oh, I, I'm giving. Everybody deserves. So when somebody comes and picks a, a, a card from this deck, like I see it as, oh, like, you know, they're just doing like I have this card, this deck of cards on the table for people to take. I wish more people would come and take this card. So you looked at it as something that was bad. I mm -hmm. looked at it as something that's good. And but the actuality is somebody picked the card up. 
Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So there's all this interpretation going on by all these different realities. So there's so many different realities. And but and what I've learned is that it's just it's important for us to design. So if there's a whole bunch of different realities, one, like the best thing in this information is that, well, if there's all these different realities, then maybe I can create my own. And if I can create my own reality, how much of my reality have I created? All of it. And if I create all of my reality, can I create a reality that empowers me? It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, well, yeah, I can. So then we we sift it out and you say bad and good, like the the bad and the good. Um, And I, I think... I don't think bad and good it really exists. Um, and I'm right. the type of person, too, like, as I develop, like, the more I find out, the more I find out I don't know. So the mm-hmm. next time you talk to me, these things may be obsolete. But as of this moment, like, I don't think oh. bad and good exists. I think it's my perception how it, I perceive it. Yeah. And and, and they're just words. Yeah. They're yeah, just yeah. words to adri- describe an experience. And right? it's a filter. Right. Because if I see something as bad, like, I immediately reject it. Yeah. Like, I'm immediately opposed to what just happened. I am no longer able to accept the circumstance for what it is. But if I see it as something that is neither bad or good, but something that can serve me, I can allow it to run through the funnel of my perception in a way that empowers me and, turn, and gives me strength and gives me the ability to learn the lesson that life is showing up to give me. Once we live a life where it's like, okay, the greatest teacher in this whole experience is my experience, oh, now I'm turning everything into an opportunity to gain strength. I'm turning everything into an opportunity to learn how to have understanding and and compassion for my, my, my fellow, my, my neighbors and myself, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, um, it's what type of life would you rather live? <laughs> Do you want to live yeah. a life where it's like, oh, I'm debilitated because I like the system and, and these things are against me and, and you you do a lot of work when it comes to like you know black people and like intergenerational trauma and a like and, and like some of the stuff that we have no control over like because we don't even understand that it's going on and right. it's like but once we come once we become aware to these things that are that are at play if we continue to allow it to affect us if we perpetuate it now it's our fault right you know I can't I can't. I, it's not my fault how I got here. It's not my fault how my ancestors got here. It's not my fault that I suffer from maybe biological anxiety from people who had to deal with things that no human should have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But it is on me if I continue to perpetuate this and fall victim to it if I'm aware of it. Right. Let's let's go to here because there's some things you said in there. One about um, how many realities do you say exist? I mean, if it's, if so last time, I always say 7 billion people on the planet, but I think last time I checked, it's like the number flexed. So I think we had 8 billion people. So that's 8 billion different realities. Right. And that and that's one way to look at it. But the, the, And then I want to say the truth, but there's a there's an infinite number of realities. Mm. There's 8 billion projected realities. Hmm. We're projecting our reality of what, and two, within our reality, there's micro realities within that reality. Mm-hmm. There's not this one stream, right? There's a there's channels because your relationship is a reality. How you connect with people romantically. So all these realities really are projected belief systems that's streaming out how we see ourselves mm. onto the world. Um, and the reason why I said is it infinite because we go back to that quantum theory. All realities exist at the same time. The moment that you place your awareness on a reality, mm-hmm. it, it collapses snaps, all other yeah. possibilities. Mm-hmm. And this is quantum theory, mm-hmm. right? When we all walk out of this room in quantum th- theory, this room ceases to exist if there's no conscious observer of it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the deeper part of you know, quantum theory. We don't go too deep, but that's the idea. Yeah. So when we think about like, let's go here with... You're a black man, I'm a black man. Mm. 
police killing, abusing black men is a reality. Mm-hmm. But that's not my reality. Mm, that's controversial. But it's not my reality. Mm-hmm. I witness it. I see it. I've been pulled over like probably five, six times. Mm-hmm. You know, every time what happened? Nothing. They let me go. Yeah. Just no, no ticket, nothing. Just, yeah. okay, go. Why, why did that happen for me, but that doesn't happen for the next man? You know? So that goes down to, again, how we see and perceive things as well. Because mm-hmm. if I perceive you as a threat coming up to me, then what is my reaction going to be? Yeah. I'm probably going to be in a state of anxiety because I have a belief about how I should experience you. Yeah. And this is not just about police. Yeah. This is about mm-hmm. Culture. our relationships mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, she she dresses a certain way. She looks a certain way. So she's going to take advantage of me. She's a gold digger. So mm-hmm. now when you come into this reality, well, you already you already projected your belief about how what was going to happen for you yeah. because you had your idea about how this person you was. You already knew it. You already had right. your funnel. So you yeah. collapsed all other possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the other part that's uh it's gonna be hard for a lot of people to start to understand that we create our re- realities in a certain way, um, and how we choose to respond to certain stimulus as well. So then it's like at us as teachers, mm-hmm. like it's I think it's on us to figure out how to synthesize these ideas in a way that people can understand that they have a choice. Uh, when you when you speak of okay i see this but that's not my reality you choose for that to be the case mm-hmm. and i think like that's in me me and amad when we talked on amad's podcast about media mm-hmm. so the reason that these things are being shown to you over and over again is because media has been democratized mm-hmm. so now you're seeing these things that we knew existed the whole time and, right. and for me so that's not my reality either Right. But I've had <laughs> I've had the state police flip my car inside out. Mm-hmm. I've had I, I lived in Inkster and I ha- I've had the Inkster police pull, pull me over in my own driveway and put a gun to the back of my head in mm-hmm. my own driveway. when My daughter would sleep inside mm-hmm. like I've had that experience. But today in this moment, that's not my reality. I don't move in fear, you know. And so we can choose our reality. But how do we do it? You mm-hmm. know, and it's kind of like that story with the fish in the water. The fish asks the other fish, how's the water? And the fish is like, what water? Because the fish don't know. So I think a lot of the work that you do is help paint the picture of the water that allows people to have the choice in their lives as to what reality they live. Right. Like I said, so, so the stimulus, I can't change the stimulus. Mm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't change the stimulus. What, what I'm trying to show people to do is to, to, to have the space to be able to tr- respond differently, yeah. you know, yeah. and the space comes from doing your internal work, mm-hmm. does doing that therapy work, mm-hmm. and that therapy work. When people see therapy, the only only thing they see is somebody sitting on a couch talking to another person. Therapy is so broad. Mm-hmm. Therapy looks like putting your bare feet on top of the earth. Therapy mm, looks grounding. like turning yeah. off all of the uh, the programming that's coming at you. Mm. Therapy looks like. Um, taking care of yourself on a day-to-day basis, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Therapy looks like merging all the worlds from fitness to, um, what do you want to call it, self-help, to spirituality, Mm. to therapy, to all the modalities that I use. 
Therapy looks like bridging all of those together, understanding that they're not separate I mean, from we, each we, other. We could keep this going. Like therapy means we, having a peer group, like you know, having friends like David and Bryce. Community. Yes, therapy. Therapy means seeking opportunities to grow. Therapy mm-hmm. means reframing our circumstances in the way that we see the world. Like therapy means what do we eat? How do we? What do we ingest? Our diet is not just what we eat. Mm-hmm. Our diet is also what we consume on social media and on TV and uh, through our ears and the music we listen to. Therapy, like we can, we, we can we just trade words. <laughs> and, and then we look at, we talked about the who, who. So you said there's eight billion different realities. If that's just say, if that's the number, right? Who, who owns the ability to shape your reality? Because if I know this and you know this, right? And let's say that we're the powers that be. If I know this about how to condition people to have a specific reality, which which all black people in slavery, we were conditioned to have a specific reality. Mm. And their reality was, I'm greater than you. Mm-hmm. And then they conditioned us to say, hey, you're less than me. Mm. Hey, my black people, when do we wake up to understand that we've been conditioned to have a reality that's less than? Mm-hmm. When do we wake up to that conditioning? That's what doing the therapy work does is waking up to that conditioning so that then you have more of, of ability to choose your reality. And that's it. That's it right there. Because like, so as soon as you say the powers that be, so, so that, and that's the thing with shit like that, like words like that, because there's some people that get there and stop there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the powers that be, wake up, my brother, we got a woo woo. And it's like. But then it becomes this blame thing where it's like they the reason why I don't have what I have. Like they the reason why I have less than. They the reason why I'm behind and they in front. And it's like. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay, well, waking up is one part. But also, like, the choosing, the active action that we take to develop the life that we want to have is is the next part. And really, for me, the biggest part. Because, like, now, once you wake up, you can't go back to sleep. But you could just wake up and just not do shit. You see what I'm saying? Well, so, well Neo could have woke up and said, hey, I'm, I'm out of the matrix. And that's that. And did he's, you know, he could have just had cognitive dissonance like he had. Mm. And that could have just destroyed him. Mm, yeah, yeah. Many people are not going to wake up. And, and it, the thing is, what are we waking up to? So how I think we're waking up. I don't think about this woke culture. Like, I don't I don't process that the same way. Waking up to who I am. Waking up to my purpose. Waking up to my power. Mm-hmm. Go look at abusive relationships. We have been in an abusive relationship, a codependent relationship with a white supremacist system. That's why we keep saying, you know what? It's your fault. Can you can you give me some reparations? Mm, yeah, so okay, yeah. Can you can you why would you <laughs> ask your abuser to help you? Yeah, what that's gonna do. Why would you ask your abuser to help you? Why would you ask our schools, y'all don't teach you want your abuser to teach you? Mm. 
You want your abuser to empower oh, you? Oh, man, controversial you want territory, baby. No, that's not controversial <laughs> if you want your abuser to take care of you. Because yeah. if you see a woman in an abusive relationship, you instantly know, well, why don't you get out of that? Why do you keep letting him beat you like that? Yeah. You, there's something better for you. But you know what? Stockholm Syndrome. Mm, sympathizing with your abuser. That's crazy. Sympathize with your abuser. Hmm. So, it's, so for us... <clears throat> Maybe we're looking for a savior, somebody else to lead the way. Yeah. But like, and I think that was one of the things that like really struck my heart uh, in the season that it struck my heart very tough is that, oh, nobody's coming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nobody's coming because even com coming from like rapping and like making music like we we used to get around and, and make music and like yeah we finna get signed and we finna be on and somebody gonna see us and like you know then people would drop off people would drop off then it's like let's like some some somebody gonna see us and more like man ain't nobody looking and then for me like with music business entrepreneurship like it's like oh like nobody's i'm i'm him <laughs> like i'm him and but what preceded the the music, what preceded the the entrepreneurship was the spiritual. It's like, oh, nobody is going to come and and hold me and and hug me and tell me that it's okay and give me reparations for the trauma that I've I've suffered because it's my process to to process is 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 my experience like nobody has had this experience as a matter of fact everybody is doing the best that they can with what they've been given mm -hmm. so it's up for me to do the best i can with what i've been given and i can see a little bit more now so now that i'm waking up a little bit more i like now i have this responsibility because and then we're talking about uh depression because if i'm awake so that's the thing like when you said neo waking up he could have woke up and then just chose not to do anything else but what i mean by once you wake up you can't go back to sleep is once you're up and you're aware you can't deny your calling now. So now it's either like I move forward in the direction of what it is that I'm called to or I become depressed because I'm not moving in alignment with what it is that I've been called to. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's they say ignorance is bliss. And I've, I've had arguments with my not arguments, debates with my sister about this. But I think that's only because like if you don't know that the water is water, like you're just like, this is just it. This mm -hmm. is life. And I can mm -hmm. complain and, and not have to take responsibility for the way that things turn out. But once I'm aware, somebody points out, I come across some information that lets me know like, oh, I play a role in this. Now now I can continue to blame, but it's going to bring depression yeah. because I know that I have the opportunity to take action. And I think that's what these uh, these conversations about um, waking up to, waking up to your own personal responsibility, mm. and that's and I've just being an observer of our own culture, I've I've seen that. But at the same time, if you go back and you listen to uh, some of the old heads who's been speaking this for a long time, I mean, you can go back to just even uh, you know more. Uh, biblical or outside of the Bible, going to uh, the Quran, the Bhagavad Gita, on and on and on. You can keep finding the same spiritual because it's only going to be said over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. It's a cycle. It's going to be the same thing. Mm. The question is, will when you will, will you hear that call to wake up to something greater than yourself that's in yourself, you know, something greater than what you've been shown, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the, that's the call. But... Let's pick another card. All right, all right. Let's get it. Let's see. Let's see what we got. All right. <laughs> I got be humble. <laughs> Don't allow the approval and attention of others to destroy you. Remain humble and grateful for all your accomplishments and know that a force greater than your ego is always at work in your life. 
And I think this speaks to that roller coaster analogy that, that you spoke about earlier, where it's like going up and coming down, going up and coming down, and like what's the fun part? And I mm-hmm. think I think it's all I think it's it was a process for me to hop off of the roller coaster. We tend to Oh, when I got like when I when you know I, I dropped the book and, and I'm getting all these sales on my site like I'm that man or you know I'm being talked about or like all of these things are coming on at, at the same time like I'm I'm that guy but then when the eyes are off of us like dang like nobody cares about me or, or maybe what I'm doing is not important or you know in that roller coaster of the ups and downs of appreciation and attention mm-hmm. like learning to hop off of that roller coaster of when it's good and when it's bad and allow for the process to be exactly what it is and not mm-hmm. determine our worth and our value on you know who's all paying attention and this is another thing like with social media like social media gets so crazy because a lot of people we like we we are hoes for likes <laughs> we show mm-hmm. up and we say hoes for likes <laughs> <laughs> we hoes for likes uh, you know like it makes me feel good when mm-hmm. i drop something that came from my heart and i got like 500 people that's liking it and it makes me feel like crap if i show up and do the same thing and get three people that's liking it but what we don't know is there are a lot of things that play that ain't got nothing to do with us they ain't got nothing to do with who we are so to let go of those things and i think that brings us right back to the beginning of what we were talking about the power of intention Mm -hmm. the most important thing we can do in our lives is to develop an understanding of what it is that we intend if we know what it is that we intend then we can move in alignment with that if not, we're going to be pulled in all different type of directions because you're going to have this person over here talking about this, this person over here talking about this, this piece of content going to do this, this piece mm-hmm. of content don't do that. And we just, it's like we, it's like having, like when we don't have a foundational compass as to where it is that we're going, we can be pulled in any direction. Last episode we did was called uh, the Entrepreneurship, the blue, Blueprint for Success. Mm. And, and the blueprint is important because that is the intention. Yeah. You know, when you walk in the grocery store and you walk in with a list, mm-hmm. you walk out with everything on that list. Yeah. yeah. How did you get everything on that list? Because yeah. you had wrote down your intentions on that list yeah. of what you, were, what you were seeking for, right? And you were hell-bent that when you went in there, it was going to be in there, right? But yeah. also you detached. Yeah. You didn't have an attachment like, oh, you know what? I really hope they got, yeah. got this in here. Yeah. I really hope. You just went in with your list. Yeah, you that, weren't yeah. attached to it. But see, we're attached to outcomes so much. We're attached to, well, when I post a piece of content, I'm going to have all these likes. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to post it and it's going to do what it do. Mm. You know, but, mm. but because, and it's because of this. The reason why we're so attached to it is because we don't know how to regulate and have and feel good within ourselves. We don't mm. know how to conjure up our own feelings and emotions back to what the bleep that really talked about in that movie. Mm-hmm. Everything you've ever experienced in your life never came outside of you. Mm. Where was it created? Mm-hmm. It was all your, an experience. Your brain. Mm-hmm. Your brain creates the whole experience. Mm. If you don't have, if you don't live in this suit, if you're a spirit, you don't have an experience that we have as a human body. Mm. So you need you need to uh, understand. Or I think people have to start to shift to that internal world and know that, yo, all things good and bad, feelings, emotions, it's all built up on the inside of you. I, I do want to make sure that we like, you know, because I can tend to I can tend to float. So I want to make sure I ground because I want people who are listening to this podcast or who are watching this podcast to know that this this is a practice. You know, so just like you go in a grocery store with that list, like 
that doesn't mean that you'll come out with everything on that list. As a matter of fact, part of the process is is being able to pivot when I go in and they don't have the chips that I wanted, mm-hmm. but maybe they got some chips that are comparable or better. <laughs> you know, so like there's this thing that somebody taught me. It's the or better, the or better principle, where it's like I do set intention and I do have I do have affirmation. So it's like I'm going to be a millionaire or better, right? And so that or better allows God in which allows me to put my ego to the side because if I'm going to be a millionaire and that's period on period, like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get there, but I'm not going to be happy till I get there. And I'm going to be dissatisfied till I get there and there I've defined. Right. But mm-hmm. when I say, or better, I allow God to come in and do that definition. So it's like, Oh, maybe what I need is to like be clicked up with people in the community who speak the same language as I do and to make 150,000 a year and do something that doesn't even feel like work. And you, uh, Maybe I get my million over seven years versus just a just a one, you know, so then we broaden our perception to allow for kind of something bigger than us. So like this car says, like that and know that a force greater than your ego is always at work in your life. Mm -hmm. So if and that's the thing, too, where Mm -hmm. having to I have gotten into a lot of Abraham Hicks lately. Okay, And uh it's really helped to ease my practice. This is a practice. We mm-hmm. show up. Yes, we set intention, but our, our intention develops as we have more experience. All work works, and this experience mm-hmm. is the work, right? So if you're the person that is not working for yet, then you're the person that is working on. And it's working on you to turn you into the person that is working for. So in this process, can we enjoy it? Because yeah. it's an inevitability. All mm-hmm. work works. So can we show up with the intention and know that it's going to play out the way that we want it to? Yeah, and I, th- I think with the uh, the word intention, um, there's two types of intentions. There's the ego-based intention, and then there's the the, the more truer what you want to experience. That's mm-hmm. why I said what. So I said I want to be a millionaire. Why? Mm-hmm. That's big. So <laughs> when we talk about intention, we we got to break down why it is that you want what you even mm-hmm. want. Why do you want to be a millionaire? Because. Then I'm going to be able to, to get the stuff that I want. And then, okay, so once you get the stuff that you want, then what? Bro, what do you even want? I, I, don't, I don't know, but when I get a million, I'm going to tell you. No, after every after, after the domino that ends at the end of the domino, that last one that falls, the only thing that you want to do ever is change how you feel. Mm-hmm. You want to feel mm-hmm. it. So my question is then, so why do you want to, why, why would, why would make it about the millionaire? I want to feel, I want to feel confident. Mm. I want to feel secure. Mm. I want to feel abundant. Mm. That's a much more powerful. So you see how you said, you said the ego, the ego made your thing so small because mm-hmm. the millionaire is very small. It is. That's a very small title of desire. Yeah. The other things, if I can walk around confident and uh, abundant and safe, secure within myself, I don't need a million. Mm. I'm I already just, a million. I That's just, already I, a million. I just mm. need to be. Yeah. And what's crazy is so the uh, the the lack of so it, if I'm not complete until I get this thing, I'll never get the thing. That's the energy that repels the thing. Yep. But if I'm the person who I desire the thing and I am I am satisfied and eager for more. So I'm satisfied in this moment. So just like 
you know, I live in a I live in an apartment, and I, I really want I really wanted to live in these apartments in West Dearborn. I, mm-hmm. I like it out here in rural Oak, and, and like there's just different areas I want to go to. If I leave in dissatisfaction, like I'm going to find more dissatisfaction because I'm leaving incomplete. But you're complete right now. You're 100 whole right now. Mm-hmm. But when we move in a way that's like I'm holding on to the edge of my chair because I'm on the cusp. Like we always create more opportunities for us to be on the cusp mm-hmm. versus like oh I'm complete. I'm whole. I have everything I need right now in this moment. The more we live the more we experience having everything we need in this moment right now Mm, exactly and um you know back to that thing it what we're talking about everyone i don't want to you know because i I talk very emphatic and very straight to the point like yeah we need this but it like you said this is a journey Mm -hmm. the intentions that i had when i was 21 is way different than the type of intentions that i have now Mm -hmm. you know I, I the first time that I ever did brain training is one of our services. This is 2007. Um, afterwards, I was looking for a desire that I had for a car. Mm. It was gone. I didn't even have the desire. So now I don't have. I take the intention of I need this new car for my board. What did I want? I just want to feel better. Mm. But in in that feeling better. This is what this is what ends up happening. Don't allow the approval and attention. So what was the car going to bring me? Maybe approval, mm. maybe attention. Mm. So I need to get down to the root of what I really want. Wayne Dyer talks about it. Knowing what you really 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 mm. really 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 want. Yeah. And when you start breaking that down, it's like psh, you don't even want half the shit that you think you want. Mm. You know? Yeah. Next card. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm gonna pick this one. Meditate regularly. <laughs> take some time to be silent and repeat the sound of God as an inner mantra. Meditation allows you to make conscious contact with your source and regain the power of intention. So there's this process that I use uh, with anybody that I coach, with anybody that taps into any of the things that I got going on, where it's you set your intention. So it's kind of like prayer, saying it out loud, asking for it. Then you meditate. Mm. You listen. Shut up. Listen to what comes back. Meditate and allow for the energy to come in. And then you take action. And taking action will put you in alignment with what it is that you've intended. Mm. And then back to the beginning with, with, with that feedback that you get from the action that you take, back to the beginning. Eggs, eggs, even even more specific because like now it's like the domino effect where it's like, oh, I want the cur, and then you meditate on it, and it's like, okay, well, I'm called to do this action, and then I do the action, and then come to find out, I don't even want the cur. Well, what do I really want? Then I'm pointing to what I really want. Let me go back to the, the step one. Let me pray. Let me ask. Let me ask specifically and, and, and get like even more deeper into the asking. Then mm-hmm. let me meditate some more and, and allow those answers to come in. And then let me take action in alignment with those answers that I receive. And that's how I've manifested everything that I've manifested in my life thus far. Same. That whole process. And I think um, we we live in a noise. Uh, a noise. No, that, that, wasn't a, that was a Freudian slip. We do mm-hmm. live in a noise. We live in a noise. <laughs> yeah, we live in a noise for sure. And I said this to someone uh, yesterday about the internet or social media, as you start to look at all these feeds, is nothing but a connected universal mind. Mm. So the question is, what does the connected universal mind sound like? It sounds very noisy. Loud, loud. Sounds very loud, very noisy. When you scroll down a post, 
That's not a post. That's a thought. We're scrolling through people's thoughts. Mm. We're scrolling through people's projected thoughts too. You know, they're projected of how I want you to see me. But at some point, it's important. Take some time to be silent, comma. That's, that's just start there. Mm. Be silent. Yeah. So we have these float tanks at Inception. Yep, been. I've been. You been? I've been to Inception. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, so yeah. we can talk about that too. So <laughs> in this float tank, yeah, there's silence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's lack of stimulus. Can I speak on my experience? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. can talk about it. So mm-hmm. that that that's important to take time to empty out the cup. Mm-hmm. Before we even get to the part where we repeat the sound of God as an inner mantra, uh, that's just take time to be silent right. first to empty. Yeah, because what is the sound of, like? We don't even know yet. Yeah, you that just get that like, just yeah. get empty. Yeah. And even though even knowledge assumes that I'll ever know. Like I don't know. Like I said, the more I learn, the more I find out I don't know. So even if you were to ask me like what God is today, like I don't know. And it's like it seems like every time I come to a conclusion as to what God is, it's like God is like nah, bigger. And it's like ah man. And then you know I have to grow some more. But like so mm. the, the the silence aspect. I had this I had this guest on my podcast. You feel that with Bryce the Third, the premier podcast for those looking to grow, exceed, and excel in creativity and entrepreneurship um, for emotional wellness, mental wellness, and spiritual wellness. And uh, her name's Stephanie Wallace, and she told me about this uh, period of her life where she she stopped praying, mm-hmm. she stopped listening to stuff, she stopped uh, tuning in to any of the mentors she had, and she just just quiet and just allow her thoughts to run. And, and in that season of her life, she really came into contact with who it is that sh- she perceived herself to be and the intention of who it is that she wanted herself to be and came into contact with her voice and, and discovered like what it is specifically that she can bring to the table versus what it is that everybody is like. She, she said she used this this term that really stood out to me. She's like, I was talking in memes. Like, I don't that's not even my language. Like, I don't even speak like that. Who is this that's talking to me? Mm-hmm. And so she had to have that moment of like like complete silence of everything to allow for that relationship to be cultivated with herself again. I went through a long, long period like that. Mm. My background, I talk about it all the time, is is from the church background. Mm. Spent a lot of time there, broke away from that to to continue on my journey. Yeah. Um, and I start. I wasn't reading the Bible. I wasn't praying. I wasn't doing anything in that manner. How I was conditioned to to do it, and I just broke away. And I said, you know what? I don't want to read any more books right now. Mm. Is a is a point. I don't want to read any more books. I read a lot of books. I read all the self help books. I was having panic attacks, bro. Mm. So I'm reading all the panic uh, all the books, but I'm having panic attacks. And I'm throwing up. I'm like really bad. Mm. At that point, there's no amount of information. Information is not my problem anymore. I got information. I need to take action. Mm. But am I taking action too? I need to slow down. Yeah. And I need to get. I need to get present mm-hmm. with. The thing that I am. I am the source. You cannot be the source. You are the source. If you take a piece of the ocean away from the ocean, is it not the ocean? It's still an ocean. You have mm. a spark. If you have a spark of God in you, then you are God. Mm. But but we have a hard time processing this because we've been conditioned, specifically black people. I mean, anytime <laughs> you say you are God to yeah, us, bla- it's blasphemy. like, what? Blasphemy. No, <laughs> I am not powerful. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. No. That's wild. No, no, that's blasphemy. Like, what? Yeah. Like, 
what do you mean? Like, I am Art and Tina. That's my parents. I am them. Mm. You know? Yeah. I cannot be them. I cannot not be them. Mm. I cannot not be my heritage. Yeah. So even if God formed us from the ground, I don't really believe that in terms of how the story of it is way more intricate than that. Mm-hmm. But let's say that. Let's just speak that. Yeah. What did he form you of? Mm. The earth. Well, who created the earth? He spoke the earth into existence. You are nothing but a sound vibration of the thing that you are. Every word you speak, it continues on. Hmm. Energy cannot be created or destroyed. Mm-hmm. All your all your songs, yeah. they still out there playing. Mm-hmm. From the first time you play it, it's still out there. It's still reverberating everywhere, mm-hmm. converting to something else, and it comes back to you. Yeah. That's what I'm like. And I want to ask you about that, too, in terms of hip-hop, in terms of, you know, the 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 lyrics that you put out. And I, don't, I haven't even listened to your music. Mm-hmm. So this is just a straight, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is cold. Yeah. The music you put out, have you seen that come back into your life? Have you seen that, like, boomerang? Mm-hmm. And how have you seen that? Can you Can you share that? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, so uh, the the music I make uh, now, and I think that's always been my my specific my comparative advantage in music is that like I, I when I first started like I was around a whole bunch of bar spitters and like people who like punch lines and, and gun bars and, and, and mm-hmm. all type of crazy stuff, and like for me I think my advantage was I could make I could make you feel what it is that I was experiencing. And, like, the first time I knew that I was doing something powerful with words is when I made my mom cry. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, like, this is this is important. <laughs> I can manipulate, and I know manipulation has a, a negative connotation, but I can manipulate the way that somebody feels. And so and even— say influence. Yeah, we'll say influence. Um, but, 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 but I understand what but you're saying manipulation about manipulation. Is it, it, yeah. Like clay. Like, if, mm-hmm. I, if I form clay, I can form clay into something mm-hmm. powerful, and that's manipulation. And— but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know <laughs> how other, other people see it, but molding, <laughs> yeah. manipulating, yeah. Um, and inspiring resonance. Mm-hmm. And that was my first, uh, and now what I know, like that was my first brush with the power of media, mm. the power of media. Um, and so, yeah, v- very early on, I, I realized like, oh, like I got to talk about what's real to me. And very early on, like I, I would do, I would do shit just so I could rap about it. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> just I was, so I, Oh yeah, I, did I was, it. I was one of them. Where it's like, okay, I can't talk about guns unless I got guns. So let me go get some guns. Let me go do this. Let me go do that. And then now I got something to rap about. Can, and, can we stop there for a second, though? Yeah. Do you think that's how it is with a lot of people out here in the in the hip hop game? Where because this gener- the younger generation, me, what me, I'm seeing yeah. is is way different from from. I got I got a funny story. My guy Dale from Silent Riot, Dale and Maestro. Shout out to uh, Silent Riot. Mm-hmm. Um, my guy Dale told me about a guy who had came in to record, and bro came in and he was he was sloppy. He was you know sipping sipping uh, lean and mm-hmm. you know popping perks and, and zans and and Dale had asked him like bro like why you like why why you do this like this is he was kind of up there too. He wasn't like no young kid. And he was like why you do this? He was like oh man, in order to make this music, like I gotta I gotta I gotta do this stuff. You know, and and t- like throughout the midst of the recording session, he had to end the recording session early because he was too fried and couldn't finish the recording session. But that like spoke to me every since he told me that's like damn. So that's exactly that. Like I have to do this in order to perpetuate this image of and think about why anybody so the the domino effect. I want to be a rapper. Why? Right. Why? 
A lot of most people, I want to hit a lick. I want to come up. I'm eating ramen noodles. I want to do what they they show me on a TV screen. I wanted I was like I was watching the old bad boy videos, bro. They spent millions of dollars. There's movies. Mm-hmm. Like I want that. And I was also thinking like, damn, there's no music. There's no music that that tells us how to get money. Like there's music, like I got money, I'm getting money. Mm. Or like, you know, I sold dope, but woo But there's nobody talking about like, oh, like I put money in into assets and allow that money to turn over and be like unless you listen to like Larry June or like Nipsey Hustle or like mm. Currency or like, you know, Rick Ross. But like there's very little music like that. The music that we usually hear is the music that perpetuates like oh the the, the bullshit, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people I want to rap. Why? Because they doing it and they they coming up. They got money in their pocket. They doing it. I want money mm-hmm. too. That's why I'm doing it. It's not for the. It's not necessarily for the art. But if you push those dominoes down and you get to the end of that domino row, and it's like, oh, I want to do this because like I'm, I'm, I respect the art, and I know that this is powerful, and my words are powerful. If you do that, then it's like, okay, now we have to come into understanding of the power that is at hand. Yeah. You know, and and how are we going to use it to affect people? Because that's exactly what we're doing. If I make music, yeah, I pull up and you don't do it. Like if I make music like that, know that how you said it, it reverberates. Know that somebody might kill somebody to your music, bro. No, know that know that there's some bodies to yeah. your words. And mm-hmm. are you okay with that? Yeah. You know, um, but if you make music like yo, sometimes, some, some sometimes like, uh, or I often wonder if it wasn't for the, all the stress we be under, could we tap in all the universe wonders? We be on the surface. Tell me what it's lying under. I'm finna crash land. I bet the impact thunders. I've been running out left of all my own devices, and I've been running from into like every one of my vices. Am I up or down? Left or right? I can't decide. One day I'm an optimist, the next and I'm a nihilist. If I'm talking that, and somebody hears that, it's like, oh, I go do that same thing. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, there's, there's people that are having an experience just as I am, so I'm not alone. And then that comes back to me when I feel alone. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm not alone because it's the energy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what we're doing is just putting out that energy. And I'm just wondering how, you know, th- there's a lot of people fall into their own thought process. Because even now when you listen to a lot of the podcasts that's talking about Pac, you know, a lot of the, he was hanging around a lot of people who... Pac. Mm, who my goodness. Who were gangster and Pac really wasn't that gangster. Oh, we gonna have this conversation in public, bro? Yeah, well he really then this is not coming from me. This is come this is from people uh who's around. I've never had this conversation. Haitian in Jack, he was hanging around, people mm-hmm. who like he was hanging around yeah. some real thugged out dudes and Pac went to a uh Went to a performing art school with mm-hmm. Jada Pinkin. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's, and see mm-hmm. we ha- see <laughs> but it's like this. It's like it was nothing wrong with that. Yeah. If Pac could have just been really Pac and not have to, now you going in these worlds and you hanging around Suge and all that, that stuff starts to. But now who are you, we? You got to live that. But who are we? If you look at like actors, like, okay, you think, because I think about music mm-hmm. and I think about like, because I used to, I used to trip off Tupac. Like I didn't like Tupac. Really? Like, yeah. What, because, did you, what didn't you like? Because remember I told you when I, like my, my comparative advantage was I talked about my experience. Mm-hmm. So as a kid, as an 11, 12 year old, I'm listening to Pac and one day he this and then the next song he this and the next song he this. I'm like, this guy ain't even real. Like who is this guy? Like he's telling y'all stories. Like I, I'm, I don't have time for that. But the more I experienced in life, the more I came across these stories that he was telling so intricately. Yeah. He had such a special ability to go into these different areas that he was going into and soak in the experience of other people and display it in a in an artful way that it resonated with the listener. So it's right. like I'm telling this specific story. This story is so specific because I've seen it and I'm I'm reflecting it through my art. And now you are 
forever represented in the song that will forever live, right? Mm -hmm. But if you look at like Jim Carrey and how he, you know, he he did the method acting, and even Will Smith, I just got done reading his biography or his memoir, and he was talking about when he played uh, Sidney Poitier's the, the Sidney Poitier's son, and um, I forgot the name of the movie. It was his first movie, but it was his only method acting that he ever did. Mm -hmm. He got lost in the role. Mm, and, Jim, yeah. and Jim Carrey says, like, I took on this role and then I came back to put Jim Carrey back on and I couldn't find him. Who is Jim Carrey? Who is Will Smith? Who are we? Yeah. Right. So we could say Pac was inauthentic or we could say, like, he got lost. He got lost in that yeah, role of playing, switching. playing too many roles. Yeah. And then yeah. who are we? It's like uh, Michael B. Jordan happened to him, too. We're talking about Heath Ledger, too, as well. When you when you start acting a certain way, you're going to start believing your own hype, mm. you know. That's why it's important to get back down to that silence. Mm, yeah. Because the silence connects you to who you really are. Mm -hmm. And you're none of those things. But who are we really? Who are you really? You're nothing and everything all at once. Oh, man, you might have just blew up the whole podcast studio with that one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that's who you are. You're I am. Mm. That's it. I'm just I am. Mm. Jesus said I am that I am. In the back of the Gita, it says I am this and I am that. You're all of that. Mm. But you can't, that, that's not a linguistic thing that you can talk about. I can't tell nobody that. Mm -hmm. You have to have that internal knowing and tap into that. And if that resonates with you, cool. And if that don't resonate with you, cool. Mm -hmm. That's what I said. I'm never trying to convert anybody to anything. Yeah. Be who you are. Take what I say as a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. If it resonates with you, take it. If it don't, don't. Yeah. Turn it off. Yeah. Pick another car, bro. <laughs> Why you picking this? Tell me about your your Inception experience. Oh yeah, so uh, Inception. I don't think was I don't think it was my first time floating, um, but it was definitely um, it was definitely. I, I, matter of fact, we just went this past summer. I took my dog, my dog from um, Scottsdale. He came up here, and mm. um, we went and and took a float. So my first time floating ever was 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 cool. I, I did a thirty minute one and. It was it was cool. It was almost like uh, um, you know sensory deprivation. You start to kind of lose track of what's what. You're floating around. You you can't see anything or hear anything. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the second time I went floating ever, I, I went for an hour. And at that point in my life, like I wasn't well versed in like mindfulness. I hadn't I hadn't began to sit. And so around the forty minute mark. I'm like, I'm feeling insane. Like, I got to mm. get out of here. Like, mm. this, I can't, I can't, I can't. So I ended up, like, throwing in the towel and getting out. And then that led to an investigation, which led me to, like, begin meditating, like, like more frequently and mm -hmm. to where my practice is now, where I lead practice. I, I teach meditation. And so... So what what was the... What did you come to the conclusion of your, your discomfort in needing to get out early? Did you find out what that was? I think one of the biggest things that... I hear it are, is um, a hindrance towards people beginning to meditate is that they feel like I, they need to shut their mind off. Like I gotta, I gotta shut my mind off, and I can't do it. Like my mind just goes crazy. This will not work for me. Like you know, the more I sit here, the longer I'm gonna think more mm -hmm. things. And it's like, no. As a matter of fact, that's perfect. That's, that's absolutely why you're doing perfect. It. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting to to change our relationship with the mind, mm -hmm. to allow the mind to be in this moment that we're sitting, however it shows up. Mm -hmm. And in that float. Like, that was me coming into contact with my mind for maybe, like, one of the first times that, and I just didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't sit still. Like, it's like, I need to do something, that that thing, that voice that tells me, like, you should be doing something. Like, what are you doing? What is this even? Mm -hmm. This is stupid. This isn't working. Like, that voice was very, I gave it a lot of, I gave it a lot of value. 
where like meditation has allowed me to see the voices and hear them, allow for them. But like, okay, I just breathed how many times while we've been on this podcast episode. Imagine if I judged each and every breath. Like, oh, that was a great breath. Oh, that wasn't such a good breath. I don't need to be that breath. That breath makes me feel we our minds think thoughts like our lungs breathe air. And so to learn to allow for our minds to think and to learn just like we allow for our breath to breathe is to really come into contact with the true relationship that we can have with our mind that allows for us to reframe, but also allows for us to give compassion and understanding to ourselves when we need it most. So that float freaked me out, I think, because I wasn't like I wasn't in the mindfulness at that point in time in my life. Uh, but yeah, it's, the, uh, the recent one that I did at Inception, I was, okay. it was wonderful. It was beautiful. The first time we always say three times. Three times is how you judge. Mm. And really, you shouldn't even judge. It's just—it's a practice. Same mm. thing with meditation. Yeah, yeah, I can't shut my mind off. Yeah, no shit. That's why you're here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that's, why, that's why you're here. Mm-hmm. You can't shut your mind off. But who is your mind? Mm. Is that like a whole nother entity? Like, yo, <laughs> mm. I can't shut my mind. Who is this person, this thing running its processes? You're, you're basically, you're a computer that's been uh, hijacked. Mm. Your, your your whole your whole central processing has hijacked you, and so now it's hijacked you, and you've been in this position for so long, you start to think that that's you. Mm. So I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. As somebody who's built spaces for people to develop an understanding of themselves and to to graduate and the understanding of their process, for people who feel like. Because you got, you got the hierarchy of needs, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I don't feel like I'm even safe, so that's the thing that with a lot of people that I talk to, like, I don't, I'm not even in, I'm in survival mode. I don't have time to sit down and think. I don't have time to cultivate a new relationship with my mind. Like, I don't have time to think about the trauma that I've experienced. I'm still experiencing trauma. I'm still in these environments right now. So what do you tell to somebody like that that feel like they don't have a choice around their experience that they're having? There's three things you do when you don't like your present moment. It's only three things you can ever do. It's A, B, C, Sega joystick. A, you either change it. B, you remove yourself from it. Or C, you accept it. Mm, that's that's tough. That's tough. So if I'm in a hood, right? So when It's I... tough, but what else are you going to do? <sighs> if you can't change it, you can't remove yourself from it. You have to accept it. My parents grew up in a hood, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't say I grew up in a hood because there's degrees of hoods. Yeah, I, we used to go to the movie theater and they had they had metal detectors. Mm-hmm. You go to Kentucky Fried Chicken. Hey, they got a. You, you're not handing the money to their hand. They have a revolving. <laughs> Some people don't know what you're talking about. That bro. you put the change in, <laughs> and it has a little thing. You put the dollars. That's up yeah. the street from me. So did I live in a hood? That may be hood to you. But there was safety in my environment because my mom cultivated a household that no matter what's going on in the streets, you have to take responsibility and cultivate and do what you can with what you have. Mm. That's a tough tough thing to swallow. Mm -hmm. But guess what? Like you said earlier, ain't nobody coming to save you. Mm. So if you know that, right? The best thing to do is if you can't change it and you can't remove yourself from it, you need to accept it. And if you need, if you accept it, then you can start to actually do something towards it. That's the funny thing is it's the acceptance first. Mm-hmm. 
You can't change something that you can't observe. Yeah. So you know what? I'm I'm in survival mode. Okay, great that you know that. So how do you mm, get out of it? Talk to him. What do you, What do you do? Mm-hmm. You just gonna stay burning through your resources and not be able to focus and concentrate, not be able to sleep, not be able to have a a, a happier life. That's yeah. what you're gonna do. Mm. My parents grew up in the hood, right around the block from each other. There was shit going on. There was drug deals. There was uh, Frank Nitty cutting people's heads off. All that stuff was going on. Mm. So what do you do? You gotta, you gotta basically do what you can with what you got. Yeah. Go to Africa. They don't have a lot of stuff either. Certain places don't have a lot of certain things either. Mm. The difference is. Their programming is different. Yeah. See, our issue is that it's not our it's not our lack of resources. It's our lack of resourcefulness. We can be resourceful. Go look what our ancestors done. If they saw a lot of the complaining we got going on today, they would look at us like, "What?" I think that speaks to that 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 uh, that metric that just came out recently, where uh, the the black GDP with the trillion yeah, spending we, we yeah. shot we shot up, but our our equity shot down. Like the the money that we have that flows through the black community shot yeah. up, but our equity we have in more the cash shot and down. less assets. You know, so it's like it's there, it's there mm. for us to take advantage of, but we need to learn how to do it. I think yeah. I think for me, um, so I'm a person in recovery from substance use and alcoholism. Okay. Um, I'm going on nine years now, and that was like the biggest catalyst for me, where it was like because I use I use things external things to numb up in me in a way that allowed for me to kind of accept the way the things what were. What was that thing of choice? Um, the the thing that kind of set me over the edge for real was was Xans, Xanax. Like okay. I was going crazy with Xanax for real, but like I was I don't even think they have Vicodins no more. So maybe. So like, what does Xanax do for you? Uh, feeling. It, what did it produce? It everything did for me. So I was the type that use things for what it would do for me. So mm-hmm. if I need to be smart, I pop an Adderall. If I need to be strong and confident, I pop I pop a Vicodin and drink some drink some alcohol. If I need to be laid back, I take a Xanax. If I need to be creative, I smoke some weed. If I need mm-hmm. to be, you know, it's just like I, I had to it don't it didn't really matter what it was. It's just about what it would do to me and what I what I thought it would do to me, what I thought it would bring out inside of me. But in all actuality those things existed inside of me so, already. You know, they use the word addicts and recovery. Mm-hmm. You just was modulating your nervous system. That was just the way that you knew how to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, for me, uh, and even for me, and so this is this is a developing process. Uh, you know, I belong to a twelve step program. I've been going to a twelve mm-hmm. step program since I got out of rehab. And mm-hmm. recently, the I'm an alcoholic, I'm an addict is beginning to not resonate with me as much as it did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But the recovery aspect of it, like it being a practice, me continuing to show up and and put together like these principles, and because like and the more I learn, the more I find out I don't know. Like the recovering aspect, like I'll never be recovered. Because what does that mean? What? What does that mean that you will never be recovered? From what? What are you recovering from? From a life of escapism. What does that mean? Because it sounds like we're all in recovery, to be honest with you. Hey, yeah, but that's for you to decipher. So for yeah, me, that's, mean, this we, is what's empowered me. I can yeah. say that to the world. Right. Like everybody's so I'm in. Just, I'm just trying to know. see your process. Like, what does that mean to be in recovery? Because there's always something to recover from. What are you recovering yeah, from on good. a day-to-day basis? This is good. I don't like to feel bad. I don't like to feel bad. And life presents us 
with all type of opportunities to feel all type of ways. Mm-hmm. I like to get away from the bad ones the, the, mm-hmm. that I've classified as bad. Recovery allows for me to show up for life on life's terms. No matter what show, like, no matter what life brings me, whether people die, whether, mm-hmm. people, whether things get stole, whether things don't go the way that I want them to, I can show up and be empowered in those circumstances if I practice my recovery. But if for me, my, my, uh, my natural state is... Uh, like offense like I get offended I get I get scared I'm anxious there's all these that's things that's your natural state bro ah man that's your trauma pattern state that is not your natural state of being I think we're having some breakthroughs man yeah that is not your natural state of being peace peace is your natural state of being mm, talk to me defense is a way to protect you from threat mm. but that's still needed too you know but it's not it's not like um Right now, our natural state is relaxation, calm, chill. Is there a defense in this room? Is there something to be defensive What's all about? this other shit? But what's all this other shit, though? Like, what do you mean? Like, what's all this other shit? So, like, I realized the other day, it was the most peaceful circumstance you could ever think of. I was mm-hmm. at this place called The Schwitz, and um, I was in the banya, which is like a sauna, and I'm getting this mm-hmm. thing called a plate from somebody who cared about me, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just like a massage kind mm-hmm. of thing. And But she has to go down and throw water on the coals, and there's a whole bunch of people in this banya. Mm-hmm. And, like, while I'm sitting getting this massage, like I'm thinking as she's throwing the water on the coals, like, damn, like I hope nobody like gets up and challenges how much water she's throwing on the coals because then I'm going to have to fight somebody. Like, where does that even come from? Like, well, that it comes from your, you, 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 you done body work yet? Have uh, you done body work? But what's body work? So you, your journey continues just like yeah. all of ours does, right? Yeah. Like you can, um, you, you've done, um, a hell of a job to be where you are, yeah. but you're not in recovery. You're just in the process. Mm-hmm. Of life, and we all stay in the process. You know, when you're not in the process, a mentor told me this. You know, when you're not in the, doing the work anymore, hmm. it's when you're dead. Mm. So you're just doing the work, brother. The work doesn't happen automatically, though. No, you got to do it. Yeah, which is the process of recovery right. for me. Right. So like so that's, that, that, yeah, that's the. It's just it's just the word recovery yeah. is so attached to a to a a white man system. Mm. So we, we like, we cause you're be... not, you're not good. You're you're in recovery, or you. I am an alcoholic. I I get it. I understand. Yeah. But that's why you say that those words are starting to resonate with you, cause that's not. I am is the most powerful yeah. thing you can say. Mm-hmm. And if you say I am a recovering alcoholic, then guess what you're gonna be? Mm. Always a recovering alcoholic. Mm. No, you experience some things and you use alcohol to be able to or whatever thing to modulate your system back mm-hmm. again that's all you were doing is trying yeah. to modulate i'm just trying to what do we say what's this first what's the last domino i'm just trying to feel better yeah that's why i don't look at people like you're you're um you're an addict this, this is why this is why uh-huh i looked at brain maps bro i looked at over a thousand brain maps when i was using my first technology for seven eight years mm-hmm. i had people coming in with uh, addiction issues and all that guess what it was it was trauma it was trauma patterns. Mm-hmm. It was an addiction issue. It was like, you just came up and you just got, you're just an addict. You're mm-hmm. just predisposed to certain substances. Like, certain things like that, yeah, but, but. Uh, so, I think, I think there may be some genetics that play a role here. Uh, and I think. Epigenetics, bro. You familiar with epigenetics? Mm-mm. Epigenetics. We talking about quantum theory. We talk, everything uh, we talk about now, right now is what you talking about. Yeah. Uh, 
your desired reality. Uh, so why do you see it that way? Hmm. Why do you see that you're in recovery? This is not a therapy session, but no, no, it, it, I it, think, it I think feels this is like one. But it's, 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 no, I think this but is this important. is for other people too to be able to be like process this. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people that listen to this episode, especially mm-hmm. that they know that I'm on this episode, mm-hmm. are people of my recovery family. Mm-hmm. And I, I want my recovery family to know that to be in recovery is, and we might be just talking semantics here. We're talking semantics. But like the recovery culture is a strong culture. It's a culture of continuing to be able to show up for life on life's terms. And and having a previous previous experience of not being able to do so without using a substance outside of ourselves. Okay. And recovery is self-determined as well. So like how you just said, the whole world is in recovery. So recovery is not something that we would diagnose any anybody. Like, oh, you you are this or you are that. Like, no, it only helps me. Like, mm-hmm. And it empowers me to make a decision that aligns with where it is that I want to go versus where it is that I've been. Do you use willpower to be in recovery? <clears throat> no. Are you in willpower mode to be in recovery? <clears throat> no. Because when you're in willpower to be in recovery, then mm-hmm. it means that you're not recovering. Yeah, no, nah, it's not willpower. It's actually it's, the opposite. It's of just that. a natural. This is just who I am. I can look at a drink. Can you have a drink right now? No. So, so that's what I'm talking about. What, what, would I? Would I? Would you? Would you? Would you? Could you not have one because you feel like that would that would take you back and spiral 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 you outwardly? Like some people, if they fall into something, they used I just to, rather not it's spiral. I just rather not. Yeah. I just rather not. I don't know what happened. Who the fuck know what happened? That's what I'm just but asking. I, just... I know what had happened previously, but I don't yeah. know what happened today. But I just rather not. Yeah, I just that's, that's not. just one of those. But yeah, uh... no, it's, it's, so for me, the, like recovery is what laid God in for me. I okay. come from like the the religion that was given to me was Christianity, just like what I was brought up in Black right. Christianity, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and through recovery, like through twelve step program, like I found a higher power of my own understanding, which mm-hmm. led me to the understanding that I have now, and the the continuous understanding that I continue to understand. And this shit is not willpower. If it was, yeah, this shit is not willpower. This is the opposite of willpower. This is me giving up my will and allowing for something bigger to come in and, and guide and, and 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 drive and and give me what it is that I may need. Yeah. I get it. I understand it. it. It's just that I think that's time for, and I've I've worked with people in twelve step and recovery, and I've, once they've been able to blend what I'm talking about, it makes it it makes it more at peace to be able to just be who you are and not be have to be in any state per se. Like even the word "do the work," like that that. That's not something that's just like every day I'm just doing the work. Like you, you're living your life, man. Like you don't have these concepts when you're young uh, to really kind of process through. So, so let's 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 end on the, you yeah, the, current, the card. The current, yeah, yeah. But I, I had to, you know, I got I got to press the line, man. Because especially black people, um, we, you know, there's a still a lot of stigma around addiction and alcoholism. There's still mm-hmm. a, lot, a, a lot of a lot of ways we're not looking at it, and a lot of a lot of help that the community needs. So absolutely, um, and I think we need to we need to we need to get to the roots of those issues, and not make it about just you know, you you uh you have a disease. Well, why do I'm always about this? Well, why do you have that disease? Mm-hmm. But we can't even talk about it if we don't accept it, right? If yeah. we don't back to it, that it, three it, things, right? Yeah, you have to yeah. accept. You have to accept where you are to be able to change anything, yeah. right? So yeah. this is not a. I'm not adversarial oh, towards that. You know that. Yeah. Um. It's just. I think. I how, think do, I, how do we challenge 
our belief so that we can create our desired reality because mm-hmm. we don't want to be stuck in a specific reality and how we frame things with our words. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep challenging the words, mm-hmm. not the process. Yeah. It's just the word. And what does that really mean for you? I mean, and is, yeah. it, is, it, is it limiting? It, it's empowering. It's, it's good, it's good that so it's empowering yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's empowering. For I me. had to change the word money for a minute. To what? Energy? Resource energy. Mm. I couldn't even use the word money. Yeah, money is weird. You have to do this with these words sometimes. Yeah, it, yeah. Sometimes it may feel good, and sometimes, like you said, those two words, you was like, I'm starting to not resonate with that anymore. Mm-hmm. Which was which was it? What? Which was uh, the al- word? Alcoholic addict. I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah. 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 Cause but, but I am in recovery. Like really resonates with my spirit for you. And that yeah. and that's great. Yeah. You know. So and that, and that's the most important thing is that we discover what it is that resonate with us, because mm-hmm. nobody like we have to live our lives. Yeah. You know. So. And only you can get to the point where you know when it doesn't resonate with you. Yeah. And sometimes it gets to that point and, when somebody and, says, hey, you know, I had a, someone who was dealing with a chronic uh, chronic health issue. Yeah. And they said they was a Crohn survivor. And I said, "What? well, what does that mean that you're a Crohn survivor? Is that is that who you are? Mm-hmm. Because who were you before you had that label attached to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just about those labels. And, and, and two, the body. Here's the reason why I say all of this. You, you familiar with Bruce Lipton? We, um, we talked name, about name epigenetic. Yeah. Epigenetics and the power of belief, it creates your whole reality. Mm-hmm. So whatever belief in those words and how we choose to frame things, your body listens. Mm-hmm. Your body listens. Yeah. The body keeps the score. The issues are in the tissues. That's why I asked you, did you do body work? Mm-hmm. And the more you start to do body work, a lot of things you start to be like, that ain't it. Mm. I used to say, I have anxiety. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. I experience anxiety. Yeah. I have depression. No, I don't. Mm. I, ex- I experience depression. Yeah. But that's not who I am. Yeah, it's this, just an experience. This is our first conversation in public, but it is not going to be our last. And I know this <laughs> conversation is going to continue after we get off these mics because I think uh, there's, a, there's a lot here. I think a lot of people will be, be helped from a lot of the things we talked about today. For sure. For um, sure. And I'm always open, uh, you know, to have these conversations to, to help us all kind of just see things differently and yeah. to change my own perspective because yeah. you even challenged me and, and changed me to say, okay, well, let me see. How do you see that? Yeah, How yeah. does that feel for you? And I think that's, so never trust a mentor without a mentor. Never trust a teacher without a teacher. I heard like, that before, but I don't know if I believe that. Mm-hmm, let's go. Yeah, so if you don't, if you're not learning, I don't want to learn from you. I don't. If Because your process of obtaining new information, like you're, you're obsolete. <laughs> I am a software program. Like I, I continuously update. So I want to be proven wrong. Like I want you to challenge my ideas in such a way that allows for me to come to a higher understanding. Whereas like we would usually look at it as offense because we, we are offended because I identify with this idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so if you tell me, no, you're not. And I'm like, well, yeah, I am. And now we're going to go back and forth because I, I live and die by this. You know, but when we're a software program and we allow for those continuous updates, it's like, no, like prove me. Okay, well, so, hmm. And then I continue to develop and evolve. And if you get around people that develop and I want a mentor that develops and evolves. I want. Right. So what can you can someone be developing and evolving without a mentor? No. How? Why not? 
I think mentor can be like this this heavy thing where we feel like I have to get this person and make mm-hmm. this person my mentor, and they have to agree with the fact that they're a mentor. I have Napoleon Hill's my mentor. Wayne Dyer's my mentor. Right. You know. Uh, uh, See, I like how you say that. that. My, Myron Golden, YouTube, mm-hmm. Life. Uh, you know my, who's my, the my biggest do- mentor to you? Who? You. Yeah. No, it's, it's back down to Neo. Yeah. You the one. Ain't no savior. Nobody coming. You said you get downloads. Who you getting downloads from and who is it going into? The experience and and the experience. It's the experience. The experience is the mentor. I think for me, I got to keep me to like, I got to make sure I keep that ego check. Like, you know, especially being a teacher. And but being, again, that's back down to your beliefs. I've, 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 I've had mentors and I've not had mentors. So you, so you would say you're your biggest teacher? From what I've started to really come back down to is like, yo, I can go and you can give something to me. But what I noticed is that the more I poured out my cup cup from being floating and things of that nature, I was downloading straight from the source. I whiteboard. I sit and I whiteboard stuff and I'm just like, I see why Nikolai Tesla and these guys were being able to do what they were doing. You ever seen Jungle Survival on YouTube? It's no. the most amazing thing I've ever seen. No, these guys are going and just building these out of like clay dirt. They're these two dudes yeah. and these little tools. And they just go in there and they start building these architectures. What? Where does that come from? When you see those ants building an anthill and all that stuff, did they go to school for that? No. They didn't go to school. There's an infinite wisdom, dude, that we're constantly tapped into. But you know what? Huh. There's so much noise that we can't get it. Mm. And when I start silencing the noise, I'm like, I don't need to read books. Mm. I'm downloading straight from the source. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you can't. Yeah. Now, I'll sit and I watch YouTube videos on the stuff I want to learn all yeah. day, right? Yeah, you're learning from all that. But where are they getting that from? That ain't even them. Where are they tapping in from? No thought is original. No thought can be created or destroyed. It's all present. We're all downloading. If you say it's from you, then who is you? We all connected. That's quantum theory. There's no separation between any of us. You're learning. We're learning from ourselves right now. I feel like this studio is finna collapse upon itself right now. The more you talk, that, that, just, that <laughs> is it, though. That's that's yeah. that's it. Yeah. It's a so we have to decentralize consciousness. Consciousness has been centralized between who has the information to tell you who you are. Once you decentralize and demonopolize, you get back to who you really are. Mm-hmm. It always came from you, bro. Hmm. You always knew the way because hmm. you are it. You're not separate from it. Yeah. Can't be. But mm. you got to peel back the layers of the trauma to open it up. And that's why I said body work. You can't pour new wine into old wineskins. If you want new information... You got to pour out the old wine. Mm. Hmm. I know, bro. We just have enough. Yeah. <laughs> just one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can keep going. Okay, go uh, ahead. Read see, that. Uh, Read that. Ma- maintain an attitude of allowing. In an attitude of allowing, our resistance in the form of thoughts of negativity or doubt are replaced with simply knowing that you and your source are one in the same. Bro, if that don't just... <laughs> yo, I didn't have you pick that. You picked that on your own. Pick, that's I, a I message That's a message to yourself. I picked it. I picked it. I picked it. Mm. Who is the I that did the picking? I don't know. It's the I am. Mm. The I am that you already know, that you already knew, that you will always be and never hmm. be separate from. But, again... 
it's our words. It's our experiences yeah. mm-hmm. that changes mm-hmm. those things. Mm-hmm. So when I tell you, when I tell you, man, I am so, I'm so grateful to be a part of this process. Like I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful to be a part of this process. Like I'm so grateful to be floating with the stream. I'm, sure. so, I'm so grateful to, and every now and then maybe I'll try to turn around and, and, and swim back upstream, but then I, I always get back into the stream and it's just a beautiful process. I just love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And in that process, guess what, man? What's that? Like, just like your hat say, it wasn't luck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was is preparation meeting the opportunity. Yep, yep, you yep. know, and that's where we at, bro. Yep, so, and we're gonna keep leaving the breadcrumb trails for people to pick up. Yep, yep. So appreciate you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a couple shout outs. I can do a couple yeah, shout outs. Sure. Yeah, so make sure uh, uh, y'all check out my book, The Handbook of Pocket Guide for Creating Your Desired Reality and Being a Good Human While You're At It. It is available on Amazon right now. You could also get it at BriceTheThird.com backslash the handbook. Also, if you want to keep in contact with me, you can text me at 313-254-5972. That's 313-254-5972. And we're going to leave all this in the credits too. Okay, yeah. And also check out my podcast, You Feel That, with Bryce the Third, the best podcast there is for emotional, spiritual, and mental development for creatives and entrepreneurs. And we're going to have David on here pretty soon. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. Till next time. Let's get it. La, la, la. You've been listening to the Inner World Podcast on EYL. Theme song produced by Be Ready for West Coast Creations. I am Raz Cass, reminding you to take action, be proactive, be congruent, get out of the matrix, get your mind right. We've automated mental health at inception. Join the movement. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.